you all enter the shop through a pair of creaky swinging doors. The shopkeep behind the wooden counter is the only person in there aside from a couple other customers browsing the shelves. What are on those shelves? Well, there's, um, what, what, are, you, what are you looking for? Something special and rare, or if they have weapons, something special and rare that does a lot of damage. Or if they have healing items, something special and rare that also can heal me up really quick. Well, uh... I'm willing to bet this has happened to many groups out there. Shops are one of those things in D&D that are basically essential to most worlds and campaigns, but there aren't a lot of concrete ways to run them, much less fun or engaging ways. It usually boils down to the players buying generic items with the crafty or cunning player rolling for charisma to get access to more secretive purchases. A fantasy-themed concession stand, if you will. There are definitely a few quick methods to fix this, as well as some not-so-quick ones, but if running better shops is something you're looking for, stick around for today's video. So why complicate shops at all? Let me start by saying I don't think there is a wrong way to do shops, just a wrong way for your group. Fundamentally, all a shop has to be is a place for players to spend their currency and get new items. I jokingly said fantasy concession stand earlier, but I don't mean that derisively. If your group just wants to have the shop, remove gold for items as you see fit and leave it at that, all power to you. I just know for the groups I've run games for and for other roleplay heavy groups, they expect the shops and merchants they deal with to be part of the story and experience. So, in order of complexity and time consumption, I have five ways that DMs can make their shops more fun and engaging. Or at very least, make it so your shops don't behave like video game stores running off your improv abilities alone. These tips can be used in isolation or in conjunction with one another and focus on different things involving mechanics and narrative. But I think even taking one of these things to heart will help enhance sessions when your players are wanting to go shopping. At number one, we have online random shop generators. These are the quickest tools to put together a bunch of individual shops, stocks, and prices. You will find no shortage of these just by Googling, but if you need a quick recommendation, the Donjon Builder is great for shops on the fly. Simply select the bare essential info for your shop and bam, you have a shop for your session. If you're the DM that likes to plan ahead, you can easily use these tools to plan out shops for future sessions or build out shops meant to be tied to a dice rolling table. This is probably a good time to mention that Donjon is a great random generator for RPGs in general and every DM should know about them. Number two is pre-made store modules, such as those found on DriveThruRPG. If you don't want to leave your shops up to random chance or an algorithm, going with a shop created from the ground up by a fellow game master might be the way to go. Like most things this hobby entails, it will probably involve an exchange of real-world funds, or at very least your time and research, but there are tons of options out there that can forever change how shops are done in your sessions. As mentioned, DriveThruRPG is the obvious place to look with endless options available to you, and like I said, some research may yield some high-quality free alternatives to that. With all that said though, I have purchased a couple shop expansions on DriveThruRPG for less than $5 each, sometimes less than $2 each, and I'm still using the info found in those digital files. So if you need any stamp of approval from me, I'd say there are more than a few on there worth your time. Next at number three, we have the item card shop. And for those of you not familiar with item cards, they are kind of what they sound like. They're essentially items, creatures, or anything else put into card form for uh, whether that be players or DMs to hold on to for quick reference. Lord knows D&D has been kind of putting just about everything on cards these days from creatures to weapons and everything else and those are those are nice but they also can 
cost a pretty penny. I highly recommend printing out some if you can. This is a great way to have shops at the ready, as well as have a little bit of wiggle room for improv and narrative flair for your players. My group and I like to use item cards in most of our campaigns, especially in our Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars campaign, which you can see bags of those item cards that I've printed off and made here. The benefits of item cards in my group cannot really be overstated at all. On top of being a fun way for players to organize and be more aware of what's in their inventory, cards allow DMs to give players a material representation of new weapons, gear, or clothing items, or in this RPG's case, uh, swoop bikes. A player getting an item in the form of a card just feels a little bit cooler than simply writing it down on your sheet, at least to me, especially if the item is disposable or is easily forgotten about. In regards to shops, cards can also give DMs an easy way to craft a shop out of thin air, or if needed, expand a shop's inventory if certain successful rolls are made. Is a player character being a little more shifty and successfully charismatic than usual? Maybe they've earned a peek at the secret selection of items that other customers don't get to see that you, the GM, didn't know existed until just now. Forgot that a certain item was on a player's wish list and now seems like the perfect time to tempt them with it? Take that item out of the deck and put it on the shelf. This method also makes it easier to sort out items based on what shops they would theoretically be found in. With this system, I essentially have everything from general stores, hunting and survival shops, magic stores, taverns, street markets, tourism centers, you name it. I have all of it organized. Cards make doing all of this much easier and more fun for your players to experience. You can literally place a bunch of cards down and let your players look at what is on the shelves in the stores instead of having to dictate it. Speaking of shelves and such, let's talk layouts and let's talk employees. Have you ever walked into a store and had a strange, perhaps eccentric experience with the guy running the place? Maybe it was the way the store is organized and maintained that stuck out to you long after your purchase. Sometimes a shop really only needs a little bit of one or the other to make it more memorable. My basic rule is if you ever want an encounter, create an employee or shopkeep. If you want to set the mood for the world or location, create a layout and details about the shop itself. If you want both, well, do both. This is not the same as creating a backstory about the shop or anything quite like that. Uh, that's our next tip. We will get to that in just a second. This is just about giving the store a little more identity so that the players can either remember the shop later on or gain insight into their current setting, and depending on the role, it can literally provide an insight advantage. A prime example of this, which I believe most of you watching will understand, is the merchant in Resident Evil 4. Would buying things in that game have been nearly as memorable if you didn't have a shifty cockney man greeting you with a strangely upbeat attitude and a what are you buying? Mick and Ralphs from Fallout New Vegas, Roden from Bayonetta, Rin from Final Fantasy X, Tanilla from Skyrim, Large Luigi from Spelljammer, uh, you got a lot to work with here in terms of inspiration. There's tons of great influences to derive from when throwing together your shopkeeper NPCs. The running through line with the merchants I just listed is that their inventory, and how they present it to the player, acts as a narrative extension of their characters, their place of business often included. If you want to make the shop an immersive place without running the risk of your players getting into a drawn-out conversation with the devilishly charismatic shopkeep, creating a unique layout and atmosphere will do the trick just fine. Best part, you don't need to be nearly as in-depth with this as you would an NPC. Even this map layout can provide the players with a sense of space and organization. This layout, by the way, belongs to a magical florist market that my girlfriend designed for a campaign she DM'd. While the layout is simple, it went a long way in creating the energetic stock market-esque space she was going for. 
A flower shop occupied by a lot of customers is one thing, an almost convention-like series of different florists and merchant tables all accepting bids from eager patrons on the latest mystical tulip is something else entirely, especially when players are making roles just to properly navigate and communicate in this place. But what if your players want more than that? What if the florist market was just a front for something more insidious, nay, morally ambiguous and a little complex? Something that acts as a launch point for another adventure or side story, or maybe even just a better understanding of the NPCs who rely on the shop. Number five, get into the shop's history and story ties. A general store can also be a general bore when it comes to your fantasy shopping. Giving it a layout and an unusual proprietor can liven it up, as we've discussed, but let's roll with that some more. What if one of the townsfolk came in asking for an extension on his loan he got from the store owner himself? Then maybe another person comes in and adds his medical supplies to the tab that they're starting there. How much of the town owes this guy money? Perhaps an honest goblin in need of survival gear, maybe even a member of your adventuring party, is denied entry to the shop due to the prejudice of the shop owner. A shop owner who was once on the unfortunate end of a surprise goblin mob attack. There are ways you can easily shift a trip to the general store into the realm of real world building. I suppose that's just a good DM tip in general, but it can definitely be used for things like general stores. And that can be any store. If your players find themselves in a specialty shop of some kind, you have even more opportunities to make buying things more narratively fulfilling. This is easily the most effort you can put behind a shop in your game, don't get me wrong, but it goes a long, long way with your players. It's even better when they may not be expecting it. I'm just spitballing at this point in the video, but we've all heard of the Session 1 adventures starting in a tavern. It's the go-to cliché in adventure writing, after all. Why not tip that on its head and have the players start their adventure by buying some gear? It's the same general idea as the tavern, but it leaves you with more interesting options than getting in a drunken brawl or talking to the mysterious hooded figure sitting alone in the corner. You know, we've, we've all been here. No offense to any DMs out there running the tavern session for a new group or something like that. This is, this is not about you. Starting in the adventurer's shop, introduce the players to a bulletin of different tasks, jobs, and calls to action that might shape what gear they want. Maybe have them run into potential recurring characters that have similar but more mischievous goals. The shop can be more than a place of business in this instance. It can be a social hub for a community of adventurers of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds. Maybe you're starting in a magic store, though. In this case, you can describe the different wings of the store and how the high price items are protected. The library of scrolls and books safely kept away from the alchemist station and the racks of potion vials set up potential magic items for the players to come back and buy at some point, or maybe come back after hours, if you know what I mean. Find out what hidden treasures the shop owner is in search of and willing to pay top dollar for. The magic shop may bring people from all around to view and buy, but what effect do all of these amateur mages have on the surrounding villages and townsfolk? These are just a few examples that could easily be adapted to really any campaign, but the more specific to your campaign and players you make your shops, the better. I feel like I should reiterate that I don't see anything wrong with keeping your shops or the act of shopping simple in your RPG sessions. Some would say it could get in the way of their group from fully enjoying the session. What I think shops do for me and my group, though, is add immersion where one wouldn't expect to find it. They remind players that story, mechanical benefit, and intrigue can be found in any corner of the world that they are willing to explore. Or at very least, they're just a wonderfully described setting for the face of the party to try and schmooze their way into a discounted price. 
Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new content like this all the time. If you want to see other stuff that we've been working on, we have put out a book of strange magical items called Andrar's Vault, which is full of stuff that we believe caters to classes and play styles that don't get enough attention from other supplements. And if you or some of your other players in your group have great ideas on how to improve shops in D&D or other RPGs, I would love to hear about your guys' tips down in the comments. Thanks again for watching. My name is Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell.